0: Welcome to Mouse.News, your source of information from two dudes who love Disney. My name is Garrett. And I'm Kellen. And in today's episode, we talk about an interesting
1: arrest made on Discovery Island, the gradual reopening of Shanghai Disney and other parks around the world. And lastly, we talk about our favorite area music in the parks.
0: Here we go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mouse.News podcast. My name is Garrett. And sitting across from me, as always, is Kellen. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well today, Garrett. How about you?
0: I am doing well. It's cold. We're getting a snowstorm soon.
1: Yeah, that is just ridiculous. It's almost the middle of May, and yeah, I, I, I basically, it's going to be below freezing up here, just like freezing rain. It's wild.
0: Coronavirus, murder hornets, snowstorms. When will it end? It won't. <laughs> it's never going to end. It's just going to keep piling on oh this year the skyliner actually that was last year <laughs> skyliner crashes yeah yeah that that guy getting stuck
1: in the sky like imagine his year that's yeah his like calendar like
0: 365 calendar year what a he's like, mess he's like 2020 can't be any worse than that time i got stuck in the skyliner and broke my way out <laughs> right i'll never be trapped anywhere again Little did he know. Yeah. <laughs> Little did he know he was going to be trapped inside his house. Yep. Yep.
1: Well, the Skyliner right now has an incredible success rate. No, I mean, just operating perfectly.
0: Do you think if you're Bob Iger, you'd be allowed to go to Disney World and like ride the rides by yourself?
1: Yes. But yeah, totally. If he was like, listen, I need to get I need to get in, you know, ride it's a small world, and I just gotta go home. I think they could pull some strings. Yeah,
0: that'd be great. <laughs>
1: it's like I always wanted to try this by myself.
0: Yeah, imagine like uh, Toy Story Mania. Wow! But he has like he hires he like brings in the entire furloughed cast members to just yeah. work this one day, like the right. like all four parks.
1: Yeah, so he just kind of kind of does the uh, the four park challenge, you know, four parks one day by himself. Yeah, just <laughs> completely by himself. Um, no, that'd be great. I mean, like we talked about before, so, somebody's got to be there, like taking care of those rides and stuff right now. So like the essential workers that are keeping everything in order, like, the, I mean, at some point, I'm sure they're running those, the attractions at least once a day. You know, I don't know what their protocol is. So
0: you know what? Maybe he could, he could sneak on there. Well, speaking of people who are definitely not at Walt Disney World right now. Okay. There was a guy who was arrested recently for camping on Discovery Island. Now,
1: before we dive into this, I know that whenever we mention arrests at Walt Disney World, it's always just so weird, so bizarre. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's like, nobody's ever, like, stealing anything. You know what I mean? Nobody's ever punching pu- punch anyone. It's just like...
0: Well, so- there was that one yeah. woman. <laughs>
1: yeah, he threw a tantrum outside of Hollywood Studios. And now we're about to dive
0: into this guy here. It's, just, it's always just so weird. So, yeah, this guy said he thought it... First, he said he didn't see any of the signs that said no one's allowed in, which is a lie. Yeah, that's bogus. He also apparently had to have climbed over two gates. So, (laughs) clearly, like, the gate issue probably was a sign. Like, he knew what he was doing.
1: Yeah, if I see, like, one gate, never mind two, I'm like, ooh, gates are put up for a reason. right? keep things out or keep them in. And, like, I'm not
0: climbing it. So, he said the place looked like a... Tropical paradise. Oh, yeah. With slides and everything. It, it is... Uh, I'd, I'd be curious. So I guess he's not the first uh, person to, to try and stay on Discovery Island by himself. But he is the first post-coronavirus <laughs> person to try and quarantine himself on Discovery Island. It's actually
1: it's not a bad idea right? Because it's, it's completely abandoned, right? Um, you know, you're not going to come into contact with anybody. I mean, the guy's head's in the right place. Like trying a social distance. That's a great idea. You can't trespass, man. You can't just like, you can't just dive into property that isn't yours.
0: I, I disagree. I'm wondering if there's more people on Discovery Island or actually better question is who's the person who snitched? It's a good
1: point. That's a really good point. So who else is... <laughs> I'm actually pulling up maps as we're talking right now. I want to see the surrounding area. Maybe I'll have to... Oh, here it is. Yep, yep. Okay. Looks like... Yeah, who would... Wow. Discovery Island is very, very close to the Polynesian. <laughs> it's actually closer than you think. It's it's likely that... You know, you could look out your window at um, the Wilderness Lodge, and see this island. So <laughs> I, bet, I bet it's very easy to see people just like... I mean, he had to get over there somehow by boat. Or maybe just like straight up swam.
0: Uh, I bet you he... My guess would be he boated. I don't know. I don't know how he got there. Hopefully on in,
1: in the cover of night. You know, he just put like a, some stuff in a little motorboat and just went over there.
0: Yeah, that... That, that does actually, uh, I do have more questions now. Yeah. So he, he was 42 years old from Mobile, Alabama. Oh, boy. Um, and so uh, originally called Treasure Island, Discovery Island is an 11-acre zoo, uh, which was originally designed to allow guests to observe exotic wildlife in a natural setting. Um, so it's like pre-Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom.
1: Yeah, the the safari uh, popped in my head immediately. So that that was like the beta for Animal Kingdom, but apparently
0: that did not work. So, yeah, it seems like others have made their way onto the island, but not necessarily um, right now. Mike, he had to have uh, taken a boat because there are a couple docks over there. Right. Yeah, I'd, I'd
1: imagine from... What it was, or or like what it was being prepared to be operational, but in my mind, I think it's just cooler if you just like swam it out, you know.
0: I oh yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want, you know. <laughs> I am looking at some of the pictures. Yeah. I'm hoping some of that wildlife is still there. Oh, that'd be so cool! It's like the
1: animals took over the island, like kind of like Jurassic Park. Exactly, but they're all
0: just flamingos and toucans.
1: <laughs> Stuff you'd find anyway. Yeah. And, <laughs>
0: So yeah, looking at pictures, it's you could definitely see it from. Looks like the Contemporary Resort. Um, like there's there's quite a few ways for people to to find out where you are. So right, it's it's remember it is at heart it is
1: a Disney property, so it's like excluded, but like you know not really. It's right, it's right in civilization. Yep. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, sort of civilization.
1: Right. 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 It's at the middle of the lake.
0: Yeah, like thereof. <laughs> but maybe some of those people there were uh, getting prepared. We did get some news recently of kind of the the next big update for reopening Disney.
1: We love hope on this show, right? Every week now, we're just trying to spread that optimism and. Everything that we're everything that we're trying to do to get back to normal here, and yeah, this this was a big week for the beginning of some reopening
0: phases. Yeah, so Shanghai Disney announced their reopening plan uh, starting on May 11th.
1: That's so soon, and I'm excited to watch the footage. You know, I'm sure the YouTubers out there will be posting videos of what this looks like. Those are lucky enough to get in there, um, so I'm really curious to see the social distancing and everything in action, which I know we'll
0: dive into in a minute here. Yeah. So there's going to be definite social distancing happening. Uh, The capacity is going to be pretty small. Uh, It's going to be actually less than 24,000. They're going to try and build up to that 24,000. Okay. Uh, So it's going to be far less than that. But there will be no character meet and greets.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's one of those things that we kind of figured, you know, you can't do it, you know, like just not right now. You know, you can't, you can't have your kids hanging all over Mickey Mouse because you don't know where everybody's been. So like, as much as that is a part of Disney, you know, you don't really think about that. E- even as an adult, you're like, I'm not going to have my picture taken with a, with a character, but you know what? In some instances you might. And that's just, that's just out of the question right now.
0: I, I do find it interesting. So they said that characters will not be wearing masks, obviously. Yeah uh like i are they gonna make a custom goofy mask for goofy like to fit over his head
1: <laughs> for, well from what i from what i guess like if you're in like a goofy costume that must serve as some kind of mask anyway you know like some kind that of that is a hazmat suit yeah yeah exactly but if you're cinderella i from what i understand in my research there's going to be like drive by sightings, right? So, like the the princes and the princesses walk by, uh, maintain social distancing for the safety of the cast members, but you can get a picture of them, not with them, but of them at, at close proximity. I'll put that in air quotes close proximity.
0: I, I think that's a good idea. I can't, I could imagine just like sort of the weirdness of the Disney princes and princesses wearing masks. Um, but I'm pretty sure that if you put on a Disney character costume, you probably have already had coronavirus. <laughs> just like at any time in your career. Just yeah, just being inside one of those costumes.
1: Especially, I'd imagine the Stitch one is really dirty. If I had to rank them, like the dirtiest costumes, probably Stitch is number one.
0: Yeah, that's that's the bottom of the barrel. Like no one wants to be Stitch. <laughs>
1: no no and like you know you put that on it just smells really bad and it it has covid-19 like in it you know um the virus only lives on surfaces for
0: like three days but like not that soon the people who typically wear the stitch costume are actually have only been promoted from being like the donut outside of dunkin donuts Mm -hmm. or the pizza outside of pizza hut
1: it's entry level like by definition you don't have any you don't have any cast member training. They just say put this on and go out
0: there. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they don't even give you like shoes.
1: <laughs> it's so hot on the ground in July. You, yeah. You know, walking on the blacktop. You just have to go out there.
0: Yeah. There's no rules.
1: But man, how bad do we wanna see that poor person in that stitch costume right now, huh?
0: Thousand percent. <laughs> Thousand percent. Can't wait for that poor kid to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that I did find interesting is that uh, guests and workers will be wearing masks. So mm-hmm. that does kind of raise the question of when the the American parks reopen, if that's going to be sort of a, a big push and pull. Because we've seen that In some states, like, people don't want to put on their masks. People are getting shot. People are getting killed. Yeah, that's –
1: yeah, I mean, definitely in the United States, there's going to be people that will be like, oh, it's my right to not wear a mask and stuff. I mean, if it's Disney, I mean, you're talking about private property. You know, they can enforce that. I wouldn't be too surprised. I know there are many shortages on a lot of things right now. But, like, maybe they'll give out um, masks at the gates. If they can get the resource, you know, so it's like, gotta yeah, wear it, you know, and they just kind of reinforce that throughout the day.
0: they like reusable.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, or like or, 3D glasses. Yeah. No, 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 not. Like, <laughs> no, like no. the opposite of that. Um, oh man, that I didn't, I didn't even think about that. So you just said that, man. I love Philhar Magic, and like, you can't enjoy that now. Like, you can't open Philhar Magic. Like, how are you gonna put 3D glasses on and put it back in the bin?
0: It's gonna be you're gonna have to bring your own.
1: Oh, I don't have that. You have no choice. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they offered the disposable ones um, at the gate. But, yeah, you got to – man, you have to enforce that, I guess.
0: Absolutely. Like, it'll be – it'll be, I think, one of those really strict rules that Disney will will stand behind. And I think it'll also be one of those rules that people are going to try and push back on. Because they're not comfortable or they think it doesn't look cool. Um, but at the end of the day, like you said, Disney is a private business. Uh, right. Just like Costco. Just like any of these other places. like They get to set the rules.
1: You could go to SeaWorld, but who's going to do that?
0: I don't know. There's probably <laughs> people there now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's true. true they're probably swimming with the uh, orcas
1: yeah <laughs> this is the best day of my life um uh, yeah no that's all the people who refuse to wear masks they're probably going to SeaWorld.
0: they just send them to discovery island and sea <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah through the uh magic express
0: yeah uh but that's actually not all shanghai disney reopening they also announced on may 20th A limited number of shopping and dining experiences that are owned by third-party operating participants will open at Disney Springs. And I think the key word there is third-party. Correct. So
1: you're probably not going to see. Well, a lot of those restaurants there are third-party, though, I think. Like um, uh, Chicken Guy. Um, Guy Fieri? Yeah, pretty sure that would open.
0: That never closed. (laughs)
1: yeah sorry sorry my bad i gotta (laughs) i have to fact check myself
0: (laughs) no one is sure if the nba experience closed
1: (laughs) no
0: No one's there anyways
1: yeah they're uh (laughs) they're offering like really big discounts to get people there yeah yeah Uh, um but places like boat rights for example or the edison you know uh, places like that they might be the ones to open first if i had to guess
0: that's very true. Um, they also mentioned in this press release that uh, appropriate face coverings by both cast members and guests. Again, so so guests are being told to wear masks or scarves, uh, some sort of face covering. So it'll be interesting to see how how Disney enforces that.
1: Yeah i mean how how are you how do you keep a mask on when you're like out to dinner you know like from a logistical
0: standpoint that's gonna be weird yes uh especially in terms of the everything's gonna be limited capacity too I bet you they' the the smartest place for a lot of these restaurants to reopen is to allow people to be eating outside, yeah yeah um because we have seen stories about air conditioning and coronavirus spreading through restaurants because of the AC and a place like Florida that's really warm, Right. Um, you know, that is a thing to be watching out for.
1: Yeah. A lot, a lot of, luckily a lot of the places have that outdoor seating. So you just get your table six feet apart, you know, you get your mask and, You just have dinner, I guess. However, that happens, but yeah, it seems like the best best scenario.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, someone on the Disney Reddit, the Walt Disney World Reddit, pointed out that Shanghai Disney took sort of a similar action in reopening their version of Disney Springs in mid March, and they calculated like if the U.S. follows a similar timeline, uh, the parks would be opening in about seven to eight weeks after this so that would put us in late july august um and that kind of goes with the timeline of the disney parks sort of canceling different events and uh reservations into june
1: yeah so i mean if you have a reservation like you got to be checking these things right like that you can kind of see the writing on the wall when they cancel like the after party events and stuff so yeah i mean so that's yeah i mean that's cool. So to, to begin phase one of reopening,
0: is that what you're saying? Like seven, eight weeks? That's, that's what the guess is. Um, I also think it'll be very, very dependent on how the U.S. is doing as a whole. Right. Yeah. Especially, um, with, um,
1: I know up here in New England, um, we're going to start reopening this weekend. So it's like, yeah, let's see how this goes and then they'll make the best decision.
0: Yeah, uh, so same over here in Virginia where we're going to slowly start our phase one with like barbershops, which that's the last thing that I want. Um, I know, I I need a haircut so bad, but like I'm just
1: not, I don't think I'm comfortable yet running in there, you know.
0: Have your wife do it.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I I love her, I trust her, but I don't know if she doesn't have any uh, barbering
0: experience. My wife didn't, and she cut my hair. How to, how I also, I also have no hair left. Oh, are you bald? Pretty close. All right. <laughs> Pretty close. She got, she got real close to the scalp. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was not the plan.
1: Okay. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Hey, we it good. was not the plan, but it was the outcome.
1: I'm sure you look nice and neat, though. Like you're good, man. You're good. Oh
0: well, yeah, yeah. I mean, no one sees me anyway, so <laughs> perfect timing. Right. Right. No, yeah. I, I think she did a good job. Um, totally. But yeah, I, I think for a lot of these places that are reopening, we honestly won't see real numbers until like six weeks from now, which yeah. kind of makes things a little tricky. Um, but I'm sure over the next couple of weeks or so, we'll have a better idea of what Disney's plan is in terms of reopening. I'm also kind of surprised I haven't seen anything about Hong Kong Disney reopening.
1: That, um, I, b- I believe it's soon. Um, actually, I don't, don't, don't quote me on this. I'm kind of like, uh, flipping through some sources here. Um, do, 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 but I feel like Hong Kong is, is close. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So but this comes from, uh, www.nt.com here. Um, Hong Kong Disneyland prepares for imminent reopening. And they have temperature screenings, social distancing markers, and uh, they're going to start opening up some hotels. So they're like, we're not waiting for
0: nothing. Okay. All right. Their social distancing markers look nice.
1: They're pretty cool. And you know, people are going to like, they're going to auction those off when this is all over. You know, one in your ah. This one's from It's a Small World.
0: They're they're gonna destroy it just like uh. Didn't they destroy a bunch of bricks outside of Epcot? Like oh. memorial bricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you are gonna do the same thing. Right. <laughs> On my social distancing marker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's that's some good news. I'm excited to to see what happens. Uh, it'll be nice to have some new disney news in the coming weeks hopefully some construction stuff
1: oh, that's that's what I'm that's the next best thing right once construction ramps up that means progress is being made we're we're getting there man one one step at a time
0: absolutely uh but let's let's talk about our main topic for today we both miss disney world obviously and you've mentioned doing this a couple times on the air before but let's talk about some of our favorite disney world music
1: I love it man. It's the stuff that sometimes you notice it, sometimes you don't, right? But like when you're when you're thinking about your favorite spots, you you think about the music that you're hearing and you just you, you to get filled with happiness. You know, it brings you back to that specific location which we talked about a little bit last week. And area music can really just like just just brighten your mood at any given moment. I love the topic.
0: What is what is some of your favorite is like do you have a song or an area music that really kind of that you immediately just notice and you're like, all right, I need to be there. Yes.
1: Yes. It, for me, it's the, um, the seas with Nemo and friends area music at Epcot. Something, something about that. I mean, if you're a fan of finding Nemo, you know what I'm talking about? It's kind of like the intro, uh, intro music, like when the credits are on the screen, but just, it's just so peaceful and calming. And like, I love that. I love the, the land pavilion and the seas pavilion, that whole area in Epcot, you know, you get the monorail flying over your head and you get close to the water and you start here and like, that kind of like smooth, like soft music. Like, you know, you're about to go into the aquarium and it's just, for me, I'm just like, yes, like, like I'm there. This is what I want to hear to kind of like bring me to that place.
0: Do you ever listen to that, that music? Like when you're working or kind of when you're waking up or just kind of living your life? Uh, Yeah. Yes,
1: actually. Yeah. So sometimes when I'm working, maybe when I'm cooking or something, I'll just put it on real quick. You know, it just depends on your mood, but you know, like kind of like the theme of our podcast now, like thinking about Disney kind of takes your mind off of a lot of the things that are going on right now. so maybe I'm doing it more now than I used to. but yeah the the Seas area music is definitely like top of my list for for area music I enjoy
0: i think I think that's always a good choice. Um, and you and I both talked a little bit off air about this, but we've got the Tower of Terror Q area music. It's fantastic. Describe it for me.
1: It's like that uh, golden age of Hollywood. 1930s, kind of like jazzy kind of swing stuff. I'm kind of thinking about maybe the end of the 20s, getting into the 1930s here, where it's just like, it's it's upbeat, but like it's just a little bit creepy, right? Like it's not clear it's fuzzy sounding, you know, very vintage sounding, but like, you know, it, it puts you in a different world, right? Like the the season stuff, it puts you in like a, a mood mood, where like you feel unhappy, but I think that the Tower of Terror, terror, excuse me, as my accent, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, really puts you in a different world.
0: I I agree. I think that similar to I know we've talked about this before, but like that smell of cookie, like freshly baked cookies that you get walking down Main Street. Yeah, and you don't necessarily notice it, but you know it's there. Right. The same thing happens with a lot of this area music is like, you don't pick up on it. You don't immediately start like dancing, but when you hear it, you know it. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, when the last time we were there, I was trying to get my son to take a nap at animal Kingdom, so I kept pushing the stroller around and right when I walked into, um, Pandora, um, like this different area of music kicks in. It's like creature sounds and like jungle sounds from like creatures that like you might recognize, but like some that you don't. And that just, that just stuck in my mind, you know, like, like to prove your point, like if you were to put that on, I'd be like, that's Pandora area music, like right there.
0: Were you there? Hey, did you get to see them do like their big drums, uh, drum set? Yes.
1: Yeah, so and that was part of the problem why I couldn't get my son to sleep.
0: Too many drums.
1: They were, just, they were jamming out, man. And it was really cool, but I'm like, I gotta get out of here.
0: You should have put him on Navi River Journey. <laughs> that Put him right to sleep. Put him right to sleep. He would have seen that. He would have had a nice little lullaby. Yep. From, from the Navi singer. The, at one point, most advanced animatronic at Disney World. <laughs>
1: I remember that. That was like the big thing. Like, you've never seen this before in your life. It's just that thing kind of like swinging its arms around. I'm like, whoa.
0: Yeah, and I got stuck there. So like I saw it for like four versions of the song. It's like burned in your head. It was terrible.
1: Do you Garrett, have an area music or a song or something partially related like that where you're just like, you're, you're trigger
0: man. You're feeling the magic. I was going through, and we're going to have this in our show notes. So if you want to listen to it. Uh, you'll be able to find it pretty easily. But I was really into this sort of Epcot playlist that I found. That it was an Epcot loop that went through a lot of the attractions. Um, and I remember like Mission Space being my jam. That- I talk about that right a lot.
1: <laughs> All right, right. <laughs> we do because it's a little dangerous, a little, a little bit fun. But yeah, man, that area that music's awesome. And I love the pre-show with um, Lieutenant Dan. It's awesome. <laughs> um, you know, like, you're right. Like, I, I probably wouldn't go on that attraction again. Like, you know, if, if you and I get there at the same time, like, I'll definitely do that with you. Like, no doubt about it. But, like, yeah, it's, it's those little things, man. The Mission Space
0: music is awesome. It's – I think all of Epcot does a really good job with their music in terms of, like – when you walk through that area, you feel this sort of energy of hope and future and just sort of advancement of technology. That's not beating you over the head with robot noises or techno.
1: Yeah. It's it's like, I guess the, the word I used to describe a lot of it is like soothing. Like the Epcot, um, what's the, not the Epcot era music. It's like the, um, right before Spaceship Earth, like when you actually walk into the park, um, uh, Future World, Future World. Yeah, it's just like, it's calming and soothing. Like they, they found that balance between like, oh, I'm a computer, I'm a robot. And like, let's just kind of hang out.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it is like, uh, I'm ready to be innovative. Right, right. And I'm granted, gonna, gra- okay. Granted, a lot of that car- a lot of epcot has been sort of torn apart over the last month uh, yeah yeah definitely and it's not as innovative as a, of a park as it probably should be for something called future world
1: <laughs> we we got to get through the present to get to that future you know we're just kind of stuck in the present right now
0: uh, future world is kind of stuck in like 1996
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh like with club cool and stuff you know Yeah. like the <clears throat> the Soda sort of fountains um but that's gone now
0: i I wonder what they're going to do in terms of the refurbishment of spaceship earth
1: oh, I know it's supposed to be wild
0: they're probably gonna do like the quickest, simplest cheapest job they can <laughs> that's my guess
1: it's all it's all the exact same things except they're like they like changed a like a wig on a couple of animatronics but they' were, they close it down for like eight months.
0: They change the order.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: So it like starts with cell phones, then goes to Picasso.
1: Yeah, and then all the way back to like, you know, cavemen and stuff. They're like, yeah, it's new. It's a new attraction.
0: The timeline is just completely off. Yeah. They use some of the uh, the leftover animatronic animatronics from the great movie ride. <laughs> yeah,
1: Dorothy from uh, the Wizard. <laughs> You're in there. Uh, like, doing the Sistine Chapel.
0: <laughs> At the very end, it's the giant Stitch from the uh, Stitch's Great Escape.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, they just dumped all their old props in the into Spaceship Earth. Stitch is now your god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I feel, I feel weird after this.
0: Yeah, this, this makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't think this is how it's supposed to be working.
1: It's Disney magic, man, but like. I there are not enough hours in the day to talk about like the the air and music surrounding um, the world showcase. I mean, we can go we can go country by country, but like yeah, like they just nail it, man. Like that authentic music that just kind of like like puts you there, you know. It's just they do a great job of that. It's
0: just subtle enough to to not notice it, but also right. and and I think that's sort of the beauty of the music of Disney World is that you don't necessarily. Pay attention to it, but it's still perfect. Like, it still sets that scene. It,
1: exactly. Like, you don't walk into the Italy pavilion, you're like, man, I got to hear that Italy song, you know, that Italian song. But, like, when you're there doing what you like to do, you get some wine at the bar, right? You kind of walk through the shops. That's the stuff you're hearing, and that's what you remember when you go home.
0: Absolutely. Are there any other areas that you feel are really enhanced by the music?
1: The, um, africa in um, animal kingdom like especially by kilimanjaro safari and uh, the tusker house like that whole like little town square area by the Dawa bar it's awesome they have live shows there as well but just the area music surrounding that i don't want to call it a pavilion i mean i guess it's it's a you know the area of the park it's just fun you know like authentic kind of music from the area and um, it's it's just like it's it's fast, it's really upbeat, it's, it's really cool.
0: Yeah, Animal Kingdom definitely has some of the best music in the parks. Right.
1: Right. It's 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 fun, man. Like it's it's different and it's
0: authentic to use that word again. Agreed. Uh despite my sort of disinterest in fantasyland, I know that's a hot take. Maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> it might be I, I do think the music is is pretty good over in Fantasyland. It's great for
1: nostalgia, you know? That's my opinion. Like, yeah, again, I'm not, like, on my airy music playlist. I probably wouldn't put Fantasyland near the top. But when I'm there, it's like, yeah, man, like, I'm reading the book. I'm watching the movie again, right? I mean, I think that's the big point of
0: that land. It reminds me a lot of Kingdom Hearts. I don't know if you've played Kingdom Hearts before.
1: Yeah, I've I've played it a, a long time ago, but very whimsical music. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the whimsical music is what reminds me of, like when I'm playing the game, it reminds me of Disney World. And I'm sort of immediately transported back to some of like my favorite memories.
1: You're going to make me download that game tonight.
0: You might You might have to. You <laughs> might, might have to play it. That's awesome. K- KH3. <laughs> KH three man, this is the latest. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't. Uh, I've not beaten it.
1: <laughs> but you but
0: you've been playing it. But
1: well, you've played it. I've played it. Yeah, I got
0: through like an hour.
1: Oh, okay, so so you got a long way to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I beat the first. I almost beat the first one. I rage quit.
1: You 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 what quit?
0: I rage quit.
1: Oh yeah, I thought I thought that's what you said.
0: Yeah, I rage quit after. Like, I'm pretty close. I'm, like, I'd say at least 85% of the way through the game. (laughs) And I just rage quit. (laughs) That's a classic
1: gamer move, though.
0: Yeah. I I went straight to Kingdom Hearts 2, and then that game takes forever to start. (laughs) And I think you start back with Hercules after you, like, already played with with Hercules in the first game. uh, I'm just like, you know what, screw it. I'm done. Kingdom Hearts 3. Went to Kingdom Hearts 3, played a little bit of Toy Story. Yeah. And then probably something else came up. And then here we are. But now I want to play it. Yeah. yeah. we got the time. We've got plenty of time. I don't need a haircut. No,
1: you're upset, man. Like, take that off the to do list. Absolutely.
0: I am. I do find myself kind of watching more YouTube, listening to more Disney music as, as sort of the longer this goes on, because I do think there is a certain level of hopefulness that comes from the Disney parks.
1: You're right, man. And for fans of it, or for people who haven't been in for many, many years, I mean, this is the type of stuff that takes your mind off of the hardship and, and we've said before, there are people who have it a lot worse than us, you know, that are really struggling, and it, this isn't easy for anybody. So I, we encourage people who are listening to anywhere you can find happiness. You know what I mean? J- jump onto that. For us, it's it's thinking about Disney and and the progress they're making there towards reopening, and and just giving everybody that that hope to be able to do those things that that make us the
0: happiest. Absolutely. So as sort of the time goes on. Hopefully, next week, we'll have more information about Disney reopening. We'll have a good idea about Disney uh, Shanghai Disney and what it looks like and how people are reacting to it and also kind of what's open and what's not. Because I, I can't imagine all the rides are going to be open either.
1: Yeah, probably not. Probably
0: not. But I think we'll have a better idea to at least kind of give us a, a glimpse into what Disney World and Disneyland's future is going to be looking like. Fingers crossed. That's all we can hope for. But for listeners, if this is your first time tuning in, I encourage you to subscribe to the show. Follow us at DudeFluencer on Facebook and Twitter. Visit us at DudeFluencer.com so you can hear all of the best Disney hot takes, rumors, and news every Tuesday afternoon right here on the Mouse News Podcast. For Kellen, my name is Garrett. We hope you have a magical evening. Good night.